Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. And welcome to another episode of the Sports Beat. Just a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key. We are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar and Grill, Go Jump and Slide Inflatables, and Backwoods Barbecue. On the show today, I got Jared Dillard with a special guest. Darian Townsend, I'm excited to have him on the show. Jared, welcome. You know, it's uh, I gotta, I just gotta admit, it's really hot down here in the south right now. I'm kind of dying. It is, I know. Um, but either way, it's it's still a good week, and it's gonna be a great week because we have three NAL games on three separate days. You're gonna get your fill on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's nice. I tell you what, what's really nice is the Columbus Lions ride in a two game winning streak. Heading up to Albany, and guess what? They are in second place right now. They it, it it's been it's been a trek, um, and they they have definitely felt they're they're hitting their stride. The defense is playing lights out. One of the best defenses in the league. The offense is is starting to find their way. Uh, I know one thing that we've always talked about is they they always got the slow starts in the offense side of the ball. That's no longer an issue, at least in the last two games. So this team's getting hot at the right time. In the NAL, just getting hot at the right time, kind of like baseball, right? I mean, the teams with the best record, yeah, they're good. But if you get hot at the right time, you can be very dangerous. And Daniel Smith is 2-0 and as a starter. But let's talk about that game against Jacksonville because we were up in the booth on the edge of our seats thinking that Jacksonville was going to take the lead. Columbus was up 36-33. to And Jacksonville was driving down the field. Arvel Nelson, just hats off to him, and Nyquan Murray for stepping up in the place of the injured Devin Wilson. And Jacksonville was down two wide receivers because Cameron Solomon was out as well. Mm-hmm. What was going through your mind? I know what was going through my mind. I'm thinking Jacksonville's going to score a touchdown and take the lead. There's not going to be enough time on the clock for Columbus to get a counter score. Yeah, you know, shout out Nyquan Murray, 10 receptions, 111 yards, two touchdowns, and Arvel Nelson, who's continued to ball out. Uh, stepping up for Jacksonville, they were driving and there was that sense of at the time was winding down. Jacksonville felt like they had all the momentum. Um, and then Columbus Lions defense stepped up and did what it needed to do week in and week out. And they just getting the big stops, getting the big turnovers, pick six, puts it away for the Lions. And, and you know, Coach Gibson, I'm for the last couple of years, always told me, look, if we're going to win a championship, if we're going to win the tough game, it's going to be our defense and it's going to be special teams. And it, that has been the absolute case the last two weeks. It's been the defense and the special team. Look, it's arena football. Even the worst of worst teams have an offense that can score 30, 40 points. It's going to be the defensive stops and your special team touchdowns that put you ahead. And the Lions have been the textbook example of that the last couple of weeks. Oh, absolutely. And they got a tough road to match up against the Albany Empire. 
which they have not defeated Albany yet. Hopefully they can get the win. It's a rare Sunday afternoon game. And Albany, out of the blue, just losing three straight games, including a shocker to San Antonio and then losing to Carolina last week. So currently in the NAL, we have Carolina at 7-2. and two. Columbus, 4-3. and three. They're in second place right now. They control their own destiny. Albany is at four and four. Jacksonville at four and five. You got Orlando at three and five, and then San Antonio at two and five. We're past the halfway point of the NAL season. And so these teams are starting to shape up. Jared, the fact that Columbus could host a playoff game, that is on the table. We could be back in the Columbus Civic Center the following week, that weekend of July the 30th, just in case I got to make sure that I'm not planning any vacations. Yeah. You know, it, it quickly turned around the last two weeks going from Columbus trying to claw the way back into the playoffs to Columbus, not only getting that two seed, but I mean, a couple of dice rolls go their way. And remember that Carolina two more times this year, and they're only a game back, so to speak, of the Cobra, at least in the loss column. The Lions are still also gunning for that one seed in the NAL playoffs, which will put the Lions not only in the driver's seat to host the first round, but also the championship game. Now, I don't want to get way too ahead of ourselves because they got Albany on the docket. They got Carolina two more times. They got a up-and-coming San Antonio team in Orlando to end off the year. So there, there is, honestly, the way it's kind of gone the last two weeks – there are no more what I would call easy wins on the schedule. Even no, absolutely Antonio, not. Yeah, even San Antonio's gotten up and knocked off a couple of teams in a row. Orlando still has Cato. Jacksonville is still your big rival. And, you know, they have Nelson, the Empire, defending champions. The Cobras, obviously, one of the most complete teams at 7-2. and two. So there, there are no more easy or gimme games that we thought there was going into the beginning of the season. Well, there is definitely parity in the league, and uh, I think that San Antonio game is is going to be really tough, especially with uh, San Antonio riding a two-game win streak over uh, beating Orlando. That was a crazy game, Jared. You remember they put four seconds back on the clock. Robert Kent runs it into the end zone, and, and San Antonio gets a huge road victory over the Predators. Yeah, I, I know it was a crazy game. I know the league released a statement about that game, kind of detailing the last about 30 seconds, and – you know, an official went down with an injury. I think he had, he had a broken clavicle. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so it, it, it was a tough situation all around uh, that you hate to see. Well, Jared, I'm excited about our guest. Let's bring him on the show. Darian Townsend, welcome to the show. We're excited to have you on the show. Hey, man, how you doing? I appreciate you guys. Oh, Darren, I, you are one of the most electric players in the NAL. I hope that teams are taking notice. They're reminding themselves not to kick it to you because they know what you're capable of doing, taking it to the house every time you get a chance. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, it's it's something I've um, prided myself on since high school. I love that uh, kick return game, the punt return game. So coming into the season, I wanted to uh, put my mark on. I mean, I feel like in the first um, half of the season, I got to do that. But, you know, we got to finish it off. Um, a, a little more strong, you know, and get a little more um, excitement going on those special teams. I was say, Darian, these last two weeks have really been a resurgence for this Columbus Lions offense coming with new quarterback Daniel Smith, who you're very familiar with as you play as you play with them 
down in Texas. Just talk to us about the kind of quarterback that Daniel Smith is. Oh, man, that guy's different, man. He's different. I mean, it, it shows, uh, you know, you could see it from, from the stands and all that. But, I mean, his day-to-day operation, he's my roommate now. So, you know, he's always coming into my room and saying, hey, bro, check this out, check this out. And he's watching film and showing me things. So, I mean, it's not just like he he goes out there and rolls the ball out and, you know, it's time to play. Like, he, he really does uh, prepare during the week, prepares with Coach Gibson, and they, they have a pretty good game plan, at least the last two weeks, um, for us receivers just to be uh, open and, and make it easy for the offense. Also, Darian, you are a weapon on defense. In the game against Carolina, you made one of the most incredible plays I ever saw. Carolina was trying to get aggressive. They are trying to go for that score that they weren't going to get the ball to start the second half, but they go for – the, you know, the kill shot, and then you are right there in the end zone. You fall on your back. You get, you're untouched. And you know that, you know, there's no time left on the clock. In your mind, I'm taking this thing out of the end zone, yes, and I'm taking it to the house. Just like you do with kickoff returns, you take that pick six to the house. And then also, you get the two-point conversion. Boom. You guys are up 35 to 20, and you're going to get the ball to start the second half. How big was that as a momentum shifter in that first half? Oh, man. It, I mean, it, it was huge. I'm glad I, I was a part of it, you know, that, um, you know, I could just put myself in those positions to make those plays. And, you know, that coach put me in that position. But um, Coach Gibson always just talks about the last possession of each half, you know, just being able to score, um, being able to be the one uh, last with the ball, you know, things like that. So we kind of understood, um, you know, going out there on defense, what a takeover would do or, or a turnover would do to the game, you know, going into the second half. So, we kind of manifested it, you know, we're like, we, hey, we got to go get a turnover here. Like, if we think we're going to win this game, we got to get a turnover here, you know. So I think you can see on, on the defensive side, we pride ourselves on on big turnovers, on on making plays, on momentum shifters, like you said. So it was it was a big shift, and I think Carolina felt that as well. I mean, um, you know, just to be able to, you know, put your foot on an opponent's neck, you know. Um, we knew they were going to come out fighting, though, which they did, you know. So we had to come out in the second half, and that – that was huge just uh, going into the locker room, being able to high-five each other, be uh, be a little excited. You know, at halftime, you're not too excited. But, but you know, we, we, were, uh, we were riding a, a high there. You know, sticking with the defense, what sets the Columbus defense apart from any of the defense in the league? Because you can say for the last two weeks, defense has won the game for the Lions both times. What is the difference between the guys lining up in blue and everybody else in the league? Ah, that's a good question, man. I just um, – I think our, our preparation um, and our versatility. I mean, firstly, uh, Coach Dane Daniels, I mean, great arena player, but also great defensive coordinator. He puts us in position to make all the plays in the world, man. And then um, also I want to shout out to, um, you know, guys like uh, Dre Brown that play defensive end and receiver. His versatility and the guys like uh, J-Man, Jarmon Fortson that plays receiver and um, – Jack, you know, their ability to uh, move around and be athletic, you know, has helped us a lot. Like, um, you know, and sometimes, you you know, teams want to overpower our guys because, you know, they're receivers and whatnot. But I think they're putting in the type of work and and, and film. They're, they're doing techniques and things that um, put them in position to just uh, be successful uh, with, with that lack of weight, you know, and things like that. So just versatility to me, man, is huge on our defense. 
Well, your defense is making huge plays. Kerry Starks leading the league with seven sacks. Uh, what about Jarrell Green winning defensive player of the week? Uh, what was going through your mind when he made that pick six? Oh, man, that 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 gave me chills just talking about it. Just talking about it, man. No, um, it, it was the same play, you know. I think they ran it three or four times during the game, and the ball either hit the ground or the receiver caught like a four-yard reception. So him as a good DB, you know, it makes sense that he was the one to make the play. He, he uh, baited them all game. You know, he was waiting for, you know, they're getting down in the red zone. No, they got to throw underneath. You know, he slipped underneath. Man, I, I dang near jumped over the wall, got us a penalty, man, because that, that was exciting. That was one of the most exciting plays I've seen all year. And I love that it was him, man. He works his butt off day in and day out. You know, fast forwarding from last week to what's coming up this Sunday, I, I don't have to tell you this is an Albany team that the Lions just – haven't been able to get one in the win column yet against. So like, what's kind of the team mindset going up to Albany, just knowing that, you know, this is a really good team and, you know, you got to face a guy like Darius Prince. Um, I, I just think we're, uh, we're, we're approaching it as we're not satisfied. I mean, we're, we're second in the rankings, you know, but we're not satisfied. We were just fifth, you know, so we, we feel like we have something to prove. And I mean, they're dropping banners on us that night. Um, I think they're dropping two banners. You know that to me, that's like um, you know the homecoming, the homecoming thing in college and in high school, where you play a team that you know you're going to beat, so you have a good night, you, you win, you go have drinks after things like that. So I feel like they're um, they think of us as a little brother or something, and it's just time for us to uh, step up for ourselves and put our chest out for Columbus, you know. And if we're really about what everybody's saying and we're really uh, you know turning over a new leaf, then it's time to actually show that. Darren, I got to say, what does it mean to you to play in front of the fans at the Columbus Civic Center? Oh, man, it's amazing, dude. Coming from Odessa, those were crazy fans in Texas, man. They 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 give you everything they got. Um, but down here, you know, it's one and the same. Firstly, um, you know, just being able to bring such um, such entertainment to the city like Columbus. You know, you can tell the fans come out, they love it. But also for me, the biggest thing is the kids, man. It's, it's just so fun to be able to interact with the kids after a touchdown, after an interception, or just a big play. And, you know, they get to come down to the field after, you know. So it, it means so much to me. And then just being able to have the personal, um, you know, rhetoric with some of these kids, some of these parents and things like that makes it um, even more meaningful to play for their hometown team. I know you like to run it back out of the end zone, but yeah. these teams are going to start having the game plan of just – not even attempting the deuce, not even trying to kick it to you, but just kick it out of bounds. I know you would probably get frustrated with that, but what does that mean for you to become such a weapon that they'll allow the Lions to have great field position because they know just about every time you touch the ball, you're going to take it to the house? Yes, sir. I mean, it's it's really a compliment. I take it as a compliment, but – um. But, I mean, the frustration, I mean, I, I would love to get the kick return every time, get the ball in my hands. But, I mean, we get the ball out to the 20. You know, in the arena, the field is 50 yards. If we, Me and Dan actually were talking about this yesterday. We stood on the 20-yard line and just looked 30 yards into the end zone. And we said, this is all we need to get. If they're not going to kick it, you know, to our returners, me and um, Desmond Reese and Mo, uh, you might see Mo Leggett's old butt get back there sometimes. You know, if they're not going to kick it to us, then we have to take advantage of just having 30 yards. You know, we're, we're professional football players. 
that have 30 yards to go for the end zone every time we should be able to punch that thing in at least 90% of the time, you know. Darren, um, my question to you, what does it mean to you being a professional athlete in the city of Columbus where we're at a special time where we have four professional sports teams and the Lions have so much tradition of winning championships. They've been around the longest out of all these professional teams in Columbus. What does that mean to you being a professional athlete? Uh, it, it, it means a lot just to um, just for a, a team like Columbus to take a chance on a guy like myself. You know, like you said, they've been around for 15, 16 years. That doesn't happen, uh, you know, in, in this arena thing too many times. You know, teams are usually three and out or two and out, something like that. So it means a lot to just, um, you know, be secure uh, in a position where I know, you know, ownership isn't, uh, you know, going to collapse or, or anything like that. But it also means um, that we just have to, you know, we have a, a big lens or, or big eye on us. Like you said, everybody's looking at the Civic Center. Hockey just got done. They've made a playoff run. Baseball starting up, soccer and us, you know. So we're just trying to keep the entertainment going, but also show them, you know, uh, show the fans and show the area what arena football is about, what type of athletes we have, and you know, um, you know, just share some of our goals and dreams with them while while also being able to help them, uh, them as our fans, you know, um, you know, conquer whatever they they're out to conquer uh, as fans when they come to meet us and things like that. So it's just a good time, man, and I, I love being here. I'm gonna have a little fun with you, Darian. Um, I'm gonna steal a segment from On Your Sidelines podcast. Rex Castillo and Jack Patterson. Yeah. Which Columbus Lion would you like us to interview next? Ooh, the Columbus Lion I would like you to interview. Ooh, I got a lot of, I got a lot, a lot, a lot of great teammates. But I, I got to shout my boy out, man. You guys got to get either. I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you two. You guys got to get the defensive player of the, uh, of the week two times now. Darrell Green, that's my boy. Works his butt off day in and day out. He's always going to have something uh, entertaining to tell you guys. He's going to give you guys some insight, and he's also a character, man. And then my boy, you know, my quarterback, man. I got to shout that guy out, Daniel Smith. I want you guys to, uh, you know, learn about him and really see what he's about, see where he comes from, and then uh, be able to pick his mind. You guys tried to pick my mind earlier about uh, him, but I want you guys to really be able to see the, uh, the genius of a quarterback he is, man. Well, it's a deal. I will definitely try to get them. And uh, safe travels up to Albany, and uh, good luck on Sunday. Thanks so much, man. And Roar Lions were. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, that was uh, Darian Townsend, uh, wide receiver DB for the Columbus Lions. Uh, Jared, I got to say, we've had a great podcast, and uh, thank you so much just for joining me and a successful podcast and a great guest in Darian. Yeah, he was really fun to talk to, and we're definitely going to get uh... – you know, I, I, I don't know how you feel about a two-for-one special, but I feel like getting Smith and Green on the same podcast. Yes, we got to make it happen. We got to get it? both of them on at the same time. Oh, Absolutely. That may be the peak right there. Oh, yeah. We're going to make it happen <laughs> next week. Everybody enjoy the game Sunday. And, uh, Jared, I'll see you back at the Columbus Civic Center July the 8th when uh, Columbus takes on San Antonio. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm excited to see what the Gunslingers bring down to Columbus. Oh, yeah, we're going to get excited. We're not necessarily going to be fanboys of Robert Kent. I mean, we're going to recognize his talent. But San Antonio, two-game winning streak, that's a dangerous team, folks. you got to watch out for San Antonio. I know they're an expansion team in this league, but it's, it's, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. And San Antonio 
is looking hot right now. They are. I mean, you watch out for them. Before you know it, they'll be fourth in NAL or something like that. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening to the podcast, everybody. And uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook channel. I want to thank Jared Dillard and Darian Townsend as my guests. Speed, I hope everybody has a great rest of your day and have a great weekend. And I'll talk to you Monday. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdred. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdred. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.